one? What'd you get for Christmas? Oh, what did I get for Christmas? Christmas. I got a lot of tools. Uh, dude said it. We, we Unnecessary have, tools. We, uh, I don't know if you've made this mistake yet of forgetting your parents, in-laws, who you told to get one. Yes. So now we have two of those six-pack battery chargers for Ryobi, and I'm like... Oh my gosh. I'm actually good with that, because one in the garage, one in the basement of Future House, so... Is it... The, so it's the Charger Bay, not right, six-pack right, right. of batteries. Oh, I wish we had a six-pack I know, that's batteries. what I was saying. I was like, oh yeah, so we have gosh. two Charger Bays. I'm like, yeah, that'll be useful. One inside, one outside. So Yeah, I got a few different Ryobi accessories. I got a stapler, like a pneumatic a stapler. stapler. I already have a pneumatic like finished kneeler. Those, they're super fun. It's like kind of scary, but also really satisfying. I'm a fan. <laughs> I think Bree's afraid of them. I mean, the finished nails, even if you nailed it straight into your finger, like... They're, like, so thin. Yeah. I feel like you'd be okay. Like, they just pull it I'd out be and would be fine. Um, and then I got a different sander. I already had, a, like, a circular orbital sander, but I got, mm. like, the sheet, the square sheet. Uh, we have a belt sander if you ever need one. Ooh. It's not, uh, it's corded, but I think. Yeah, lots of tools. Then I got a big craftsman, like, tool set, like, hand tool set, like, wrenches nice. and sockets and stuff. Because it's really nice because you can pull out the drawers, which have, like, all of the same type mm -hmm. of tool. So you can bring that to whatever Instead you're working on. Because nice. then you don't have to walk back and forth trying to find the right size. Yeah, dude. We got, uh, like, an impact drill or whatever. Like, so <laughs> yeah. we finally got one of those. Impact driver. Bree got me a... It's like a duffel bag slash backpack for board games. <gasps> Specifically for yeah, board games? Yeah, it's like literally like... What? It's got... It's big and there's storage in it. Oh and you can turn gosh. it into a back... It looks like the Pokemon backpacks kind of, the <laughs> giant square ones. <laughs> That's like a big duffel bag that happens to have straps on it. Yeah. Nice. I got her a coyote skull, though, which if you know her, it makes perfect sense. For most people, that would not be considered a gift. That would be an insult. But <laughs> or a threat. Me, yeah. <laughs> a veil thinly veiled threat, I guess? Yeah. Oh, I guess we should do a podcast at some point. A uh, podcast? Is that what we're doing? I guess. Hello and welcome to We the Sheeple, your bi-weekly podcast guide into the wild and wacky world of conspiracy theories and misinformation. I'm your host, Trent Jones, and with me, as always, my co-host, Tom McVeigh. yippee ki -yay. Oh, I think you've said that before. Uh, have I? I just watched Die Hard on Christmas. Oh, okay. so. That's acceptable then. And then, of course, we have our silent but definitely real producer... Devin, his we actually put some Christmas lights on his various limbs. They mm -hmm. accentuate his natural bioluminescence. Um, so he's looking nice. It's kind of cool. You actually don't have to plug the lights in because he has like he has a inductive field around him that powers all um, electronics. So. Yeah, it's nice. You feel the holiday cheer along with the normal dread when you're in his mm -hmm. presence. So he's like. He's the original wireless charger, is what he is. <laughs> well, in any case, um, happy after holidays. Yeah, this should be coming out after, well, I mean, we're recording it after the holidays. So. Yeah, we are recording this episode in that glorious break between Christmas and New Year's when most people are off work. It's like time's not even real. Right, like, I can do whatever I want today. But oh it's going gosh. too fast, man. I'm already dreading going back. I know. Do you go back on, on Monday or do you get that day off? I have to check. I honestly don't know. <laughs> so I need to look. Because, like, I had the holiday calendar for last year. But right. technically, New Year's Day is the next. Yeah, we got Thursday and Friday of both weeks off. So I just had to use my three days of PTO or whatever oh, nice. to get these 11 off. But I'm already, I'm sad. <laughs> I know. I'm so sad. Um, yeah. This will come out in a couple weeks. Next week, probably. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, Tom, what are we talking about? Space. I love space. Do you? Generally. The final frontier. The final frontier. Yeah. I don't trust it. <laughs> you don't trust space? They did Pluto dirty, my man. They did do Pluto dirty. Like, call it a dwarf planet from the get-go. Don't, don't, don't fool around calling it a planet and then taking that away so i mean if they can like take a planet and make it not a planet anymore what else are they hiding man i don't know i have a feeling i'm gonna find out i have a feeling today's episode is not something they're hiding but some people sure think they are <laughs> uh we're gonna talk about the wild and wacky world that is uh Nibiru. that's how i'm gonna say it Ooh. planet x nemesis planet x, nemesis whatever you want to call it man Ooh, i feel like nemesis fits because that's a god like a greek 
and Roman gods. Yeah, we'll get to that too, because I mean, there's some biblical connotations with that. Oh, and boy, don't worry, it? we're gonna go there with the Book of Revelation at the end of today's episode. So, would it really be a discussion about space if we didn't talk about the Book of Revelation? I know, right? So uh, let's get spacey. I always am. So we're going to start with, um, I call this the 10th planet, because I mean, I assume there were nine, we're counting Pluto. Mm. So you're going to be shocked to learn that there's a secret 12th planet. I can tell you nothing about the 11th planet, or the 10th, but we have a 12th planet. So the wait, the one we're talking about is the 12th planet. But also planet X. So not the X as in the Roman numeral X. I guess. <laughs> so there's a secret 12th planet, Nibiru. Okay. That's on a collision course with Earth. And it's either going to like crash into us and, and, you know, everything as we know it. Or it might cause a whole bunch of, like, natural disasters because of, like, I don't know, gravity or something. Some, you know, something. People figured it out, surely. So, um, this whole uh, planet first appeared. And when I say appeared, like, came into the consciousness of man. Not appeared, like... <laughs> Is existent. Right. Appeared <laughs> appeared in writing. Right. <laughs> in representation. So it occurred in uh, 1976 with the publishing of the book The Twelfth Planet by Zechariah Sitchin. Oh, that's like, you know, pretty straightforward at least. A nice grounded title. Right. So he didn't actually uh, think the apocalypse was, you know, cometh. Mm. Mm-hmm. But he actually thought it was related to the creation of, like, humanity. Huh. So this dude was super interested in a Sumerian cuneiform, which you probably learned about in like fifth grade class. Yeah, that's like super early form of writing, right? Like the yeah, it's like potentially the earliest clay tablets and kind of like I think it was like Egyptian-y, like hieroglyphy kind of, but Mm. not. I don't know. Um, So he was super interested in this, and he became convinced that we weren't entirely products of like natural selection. Okay, but we were in fact bioengineered by the Anunnaki. Oh. Which was a uh, race of aliens that once lived in Southeast Africa, and they'll make an appearance later on in the episode. That's a bit of a leap. Right? So no natural selection. Anunnaki instead. Bioengineering So we, we, like pugs, were selectively bred or bioengineered by a superior species. Yeah, I mean, something like that. At least we can breathe, mostly. I mean, depends on the day, right? I guess so. There's a lot of pollen in the air. I struggle, but, uh, trees. Um, Yeah. So a lot of this was, like, kind of the idea of, like, um, astro seeding, I think is what they call it, if you ever heard that. So it's the idea that, like, life on Earth didn't arise from, like, the inorganic soup. So. So it wasn't spontaneous. Yeah, because if you go, like, at least circa 2012 when I was in college. Kind of the idea of the origin of life was like, you know, early Earth had like hot vents and just like soupy water that contained like all your <laughs> basic building blocks of life, but they were all, you know. All your like, vitamins and minerals that a growing boy needs. Right. And like your amino acids and something happened that made them combine into a thing that could self replicate. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the dumb dumbest version of how to say that you know you have a soup of the parts the parts go together yeah it makes a thing so the idea of like astro seeding is like nah dude the life or you know original life came from another planet so Mm. like there was like a bacteria or something on an asteroid that crashed into earth and that's how it started right so from the modern conception of the origin of life evolution you need a starting point right the big jump to get over the hump is how do you go from no life to Correct. life and yeah. that's what they're trying to solve here so just like and i'd say like there's probably some like possibility that some weird bacteria hitched a ride on an asteroid or something i do kind of love that because you're just punting the problem somewhere else right you're just saying no we got the life from somewhere else well, where did that life come from? Uh, what I'm pretty sure didn't happen was a race of aliens flying <laughs> Southeast Africa and bioengineering things. Pretty sure. Pretty sure on that one. <laughs> there's some ancient aliens. There's some pyramids that come up later. I didn't go into a lot of depth on it because we've already talked about it. And I mean, there's enough crazy already. I don't need to explain how pyramids matter. <laughs> so um, We did an episode on the pyramids. That's what I'm saying. You can go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um Here's just some general uh, info, once again, info. <laughs> some of it's real info, based on the fake info. Information doesn't imply accurate. It's true. Accuracy. 
So, uh, proponents of this theory claim that Nibiru has an orbital period of 3,600 years. So it's making, oh, so, so it's, it's way out there, man. It's way. Is that even possible? Bruce McClure at EarthSky.org did some math. And, okay. um, he calculated that the far end of Nibiru's orbital path would be about 469 AUs away from the sun. That's really far. Astronomical AU. unit. It's like space units. It's oh, like, space miles? Yeah. So, in a span of 3,600 years, poor old Nibiru would have to travel all the way from planet Earth to this very distant location and back. To stay on that schedule, it wouldn't have to have like a super narrow orbital path like almost like an arrow basically just going literally back and forth right because it's it going so far like a very narrow ellipse basically yeah. right, to do that it would also have to be traveling at 26.1 miles per second which would be fast enough to just launch it out of the solar system awesome and based on how gravity works uh it's not it's not possible right the sun <laughs> our sun probably is a massive enough to keep something in that far in orbit right I guess. So, just, there's your thing. And I believe it's, uh, I'll say it in here somewhere. I want to say it's, like, four times the size of either Earth or Jupiter. So, they're saying it's pretty big. Oh, big boy. Big boy launching itself, slingshotting back and forth across the universe, you know? Is it a gas giant? I believe it is not, but... <laughs> if we thought life started on it, it yeah. probably wouldn't be huh? So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. We have a giant marble slingshotting through the sky. Neat. Right? So in the 90s, though, sorry, jump ahead. We're in the 70s, now we're uh-huh. in the 90s. It became the object of doomsday conspiracy theories. Oh, heck yeah. Right? One claiming that would approach us and end it all in the year 2003. 2003, the ripe old age of right? 2003. The ripe old 18 years ago, <laughs> as we record. And uh, this all came from a lady named Nancy Leiter mm-hmm. and her Zeta Talk website. It's really the origin, so... I'm going to read this little blurb from a... It was like a student's paper on Ohio State University's <laughs> website about, like, false beliefs. Nice. I don't have their name, but we're just going to read it. because They didn't cite nice. an MLA format? They didn't put their heading at the top of the paper? They might have, but I found it literally, like, ten minutes ago. Oh. Um, we're, we're doing some last-minute editing. In 1995, a woman by the name of Nancy Leiter claimed to, claimed to have had contact with extraterrestrial beings known as the Zetas. Okay. That's sorority girls. <laughs> well, some might argue they're as close to extraterrestrial beings. As That's all I could get. think of the whole time I was reading this. Like Zeta, Zeta, Zeta. Um, oh man. She was visited by one of her quote hybrid sons end of quote and was being prepared for a role as a messenger for the Zetas, i.e., the Zeta Talk website. The prophetess of the Zetas. Nancy eventually quit her full-time job in California and moved to Wisconsin to pursue her new appointed position as Messenger of the Zetas. Oh, Messenger, sorry, not Prophet. Yeah, sorry. Official information from the Zetas can be found online at Zeta Talk. It is still up. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, Since 1995, the Zetas have been revealing to Nancy plans that they have for the human race, as well as predictions of future events and catastrophes. In the early 2000s, Nancy made the wrong prediction of an event occurring and lost a large number of followers, yet a close-knit following still remains. So, Tom, if I were to go, say I opened Zeta Talk that webpage today, yeah, what, circle what year would you say the web design is from? 95. Oh, heck yeah. But updated. Wait, huh? Like, it's, I think there are oh, posts on there from, like, to update the site, but 2017, the, 2018. But the framework of the oh, site itself has not been updated. It's very bad, yeah. We're very good. <laughs> so, um, to go a little bit more into Nancy here, she started making the rounds in 95, like we said, and it was prior to the arrival of the Hale-Bopp comet. That was, like, a big deal. I don't know if you were even alive. What what year? I think it was 97. I was born in 97, so. Okay, I mean, it's a big comet. It doesn't come around very often. I vaguely remember people being excited about it. That's all I can We've tell We've got you. a couple of those, right? Yeah. Um, she claimed that it wasn't actually a comet. But it was a distant star that was being used as a distraction from the real danger, Planet X. Huh. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said earlier, she claims that the planet is about four times the size of Earth, so it was Earth, not Jupiter. But still, pretty big. That's big. Um, and that the aforementioned 2003 disaster would lead to Earth's uh, rotation ceasing for 5.9 days as a pole shift occurred. 
So North Pole to South Pole, South Pole to North Pole. Like the magnetic poles or whatever, yeah. Not the actual. It's going to flip-flop? Yeah. That's like, I don't know if you've came across that. There's a lot of like prepper conspiracy theory BS about pole shifts and how it's going to like end the world or whatever. Because like the magnetic field can flip. Oh no, my compass is pointing exactly opposite. What whatever shall I do? But I like the idea that the Earth was going to stop for five point nine days rotating, and then just start again. I guess I don't know how we're, it didn't happen, so we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Huh. So uh, she, you know, built this all up. She was saying that this event was going to happen. I think it was in May of two thousand three. I want to say, and you know. The time approached, if you remember. The day cameth. The day cameth and wenteth. Uh, <laughs> the earth did not stop week. rotating. Bummer. There was no giant planet in the sky. Oh, rats. How could she be wrong? How could she be wrong, Tom? I have great news. Great news. The Zetas gave us a message. Oh. So here's what they had to say. We did allow Nancy, who has labored through the minefield and put herself at risk with Zeta Talk, to be so humiliated as to announce to a broad audience live radio show very specific dates, which were promptly missed. Okay. At a time when Planet X is so close to be competing with the sun at noon, visible by the unaided eye and well-tracked to this point by many sunrise and sunset sightings and photos, in a matter of time in which the frame, in a matter and in the time frame which we predicted, and at a time when earthquakes have increased to the point, as we predicted, to be noticeable, affecting population centers so that they cannot be denied by underreporting in the quakes database, the bad date stand is an exception. That was a whole one sentence. So something about earthquakes. Right, they were claiming as uh, Planet X would approach, like earthquakes and natural disasters and all this stuff would uh, increase. Huh. The gravity shift was so much that the earth shooketh. Shivered in its boots, if you will. Right. And um, I like the thing about the photos. Like, there's just, like, blurry photos that people took of the sky. Like, kind of, like, UFO-quality things. Where, like, oh, that glowing orb. Is it Planet X? It's like a smudge on their thing. So, like, kind of like the quality of picture that your mom posts on Facebook? Like, worse. Like, Bigfoot. Oh, like, more blurry. Yeah. On a scale from Bigfoot image to mom on Facebook, how blurry was it? Like, oh my gosh, that's a ghost in the foreground of this image. <laughs> And it's just a lens flare. Right? right. There's more, don't worry. Um, I don't know if it makes sense, but there's more. And what is the effect of this gambit? An acknowledged white lie on our planet? On those in the U.S. and Indonesian governments who would murder their citizens by the hundreds of millions? Does Indonesia have hundreds of millions? So, uh, there's more context for that, right? Okay. So, right around the time frame of uh, this not occurring, <laughs> I guess the Indonesian uh, government declared martial law. Oh, and the U.S. government was running some like counterterrorism drills on like the Golden Gate Bridge and all this stuff. And your conspiratorial types are like, "See, the threat of us finding out the truth about Planet X made the government start putting people into lockdown." Like this is why it was a white lie. We gave this false state so you see what the government's gonna do. Mm. Like, does that make sense? Am I explaining? So, it? the Zetas intentionally sent false signals. To, to show us so we wake up. To draw out the government to act bad. Right. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. They're playing 4D chess is what I'm hearing. And we're playing checkers. That is <clears throat> that is accurate. Alien 4D chess. So yeah, you know how in the beginning it said uh, there was not... Or she lost a lot of followers after this failed prediction. But there was still yeah. some loyal few. Mm -hmm. I pulled a YouTube video from uh, earlier this year. Of Nancy and Zeta talk, just still so you can see it. she's still at it. So still let's hustling. play this audio real quick. This is the USA Emergency Broadcast Network, your source for reliable disaster preparedness information. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of this station, its management, sponsors, or other hosts. If you have any comments or suggestions about this program, please contact us at radio at USA ebn.org that's radio at usaebn.org welcome to the zeta report here on usa emergency broadcasting network my name is andre i'm with usa ebn and we are pleased to be joined by nancy leader from zetatalk.com nancy how are you 
Oh, I'm here. I'm so excited to give you this hour because I got excited when I started laying out the evidence. You know how we talk about the end times and the end time prophecies and are we in the end times? Mm -hmm. Well, I gathered together a lot of these old prophecies and took a look at the evidence we are already seeing. And guess what? The end times are... It's happening now. Not, I mean, it's it's going to build up to big crescendo, of course, but I have the evidence. Stick with me, and I'll talk to you about it. She's got the evidence, Tom. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, 18 years later, she still has the evidence, and she's still working it. There wasn't anything, like, revelatory in that clip. I just thought it was funny that she's still going. When she said, you've given me this hour, she does talk for an hour straight. I tried oh, to scrub some clips. There's a lot of them on her YouTube channel. Um, I could not find anything worth repeating. <laughs> right. So, yeah, if you want to listen to an hour of that lady rambling, be my guest. Um, you'll also be happy to know that she has a lecture series with advice from her and the Zetas on how to survive the polar shift, which is also available on YouTube. So. Is it like a duck and cover kind of deal? I did not look into it. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, I hope it was. So, that was 2003. 2003, Boehner year for Kathy. What was her name? Uh, Nancy. Nancy. And as you know, like, all good doomsday prophecies, um, there is more. They must never come to an end. <laughs> right. But you know what will come to an end? What? Your needs and or wants because of the products and or services that we're Ooh, about to tell you about. What a segue. And with that, we'll throw it to the shilling corner hour. Cha-ching. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> love hearing from such enlightening advertisements for products and or services and anchor mostly um maybe and that what? joke anchor oh yes maybe anchor. that joke i thought you said sense. anger i was anchor. like huh? um so trent so tom what does the year 2012 mean to you oh i remember <laughs> I don't remember so much about my personal life in the year 2012, but I remember people were very concerned about the world exploding or something. Right. So this goes to uh, the Mayan civilization. Uh-huh. And their long count calendar. Right. Long count calendar. So they had a calendar that went like, it was like five or 6,000 years, you know? Wow. A lot of stuff. They were big into like the sun and astronomy and calendars. Yeah, because they that. like built a lot of their... Um, their ruins are, like, lined up with celestial bodies and stuff, aren't they? Right. Yeah. And then, uh, so there was, like, I can't remember the word. It's, like, Bakutan or something. There's, like... Bakugan? Something like that. <laughs> There's that many era. It's, like, an era, kind of. And there was, like, 12 of them or something. And at the oh. end of the last one, it just ended. There was no more calendar. No, no more, more calendar. Ran out of space on the tablet. And that, uh, that cycle ended on December 21st, 2012. Okay. What does that mean? What does it mean, Tom? Enlighten well, me. People seem to think that it meant the world would end. Oh, they just knew? Yeah, because, I mean, why else would you stop making a calendar after 6,000 years? Not like they thought they'd have more time to get to it later or something. Your chiseling arm got tired, right. I suppose. So, fun thing about this, <clears throat> I actually took a class at Central. It's called Math and the End of the World. Oh, my gosh. What did you do in college, Tom? Uh, you're going to question that even more when I tell you about this. So it was an entire class about uh, the end of the world and, like, the Maya civilization and math. Mm -hmm. And there was a required spring break field trip to the Yucatan Peninsula. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is this a drunk. separate one from Florida? Or was this always the same trip that you've always told me about? I mean, this was at Central. It had nothing to do with Florida. But... Oh, okay. Yeah, I just must have misremembered. But yeah, so we went to like, it was really cool. We went to a bunch of like Mayan ruins and I drank a lot of tequila and I touched a sea turtle illegally probably. The way you've described it to me is that you guys would go out during the day and go visit Mayan ruins and like learn a bunch of stuff. And then you'd go back to the resort at night and just drink margaritas all night That's and then do I it again it. the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Except for we'd drink uh, white Russians in the morning. He has like a hair of the dog. Oh my gosh. It's like chocolate milk, man. Yeah. Are we sure that the disease that almost killed you is really what damaged your liver? <laughs> we don't know. We don't have the science. <laughs> Who could say? 
Um, but yeah. So, we could probably do a whole episode on the Mayan Doomsday, but I just don't know if there's enough meat, so we'll just do this. It's a real quick overview, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, theories about the end of the world via the uh, Maya prediction, whatever you want to call it, range from like black holes, alien invasions, supernovas, magnetic pole shifts, once again. People nice. are really worried about that. Um it. And many other stupid things. There was a whole movie about it. I didn't see it. I do remember that. Bad CGI, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it to know. Yeah. Um, Given the focus of today's episode, we're going to look at a planet (laughs) colliding with Earth. That was one of the theories. Oh. And instead of telling you the same information, basically, again, because, I mean, there's only so many things you can say about a planet crashing into the Earth, and it had the same basic, you know, 3,600 years, blah, 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 blah. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read you the NASA Q&A, because oh, NASA yes. had enough... That's amazing. They, they had to do a Q&A, apparently. A, a brilliant scientist at NASA had to waste time on this. I guess not waste, because that's kind of what NASA's for, right? It's yeah. For educating the public. Part of NASA, I should say. Question. Question. Is there a planet or brown dwarf called Nibiru or Planet X or Eris that is approaching Earth and threatening our planet with widespread destruction? Answer. (laughs) Nibiru and other stories about wayward planets are an internet hoax. There is no factual basis for these claims. If Nibiru or Planet X were real and headed for an encounter with Earth in 2012, astronomers would have been tracking it for at least the past decade and it would be very visible in the sky to the naked eye. Obviously, it does not exist. Eris is real, but it is a dwarf planet similar to Pluto that will remain in the outer solar system. The closest it can come to Earth is about 4 billion miles. (laughs) Oh, just a hair outside. (laughs) Also, because they're going to explain it better than me, I put this question in here. Um, what is the polar shift theory? Is it true that the Earth's crust does a 180 degree rotation around the core in a matter of days, if not hours? Whoa, so their theory is that the Earth's crust moves in relation to the core. Yeah, that appears to be so. Whoa, like spinner rims on a car. (laughs) (laughs) Or John Cena's WWE title circa 2003. Um, I don't know if that's the right year, but Devin will know. Uh, Watch Devin cut his voice in here right now. It was actually 2012. Well, then he won't be silent. Not true. Get a voice modulator, Devin, so we can understand your angelic chorus of voices. That's true. We won't be prepared to hear it. He might be able to filter it down to something audible to the human ear. (laughs) Answer, though. A reversal in the rotation of Earth is impossible. Hmm. Okay. There are slow movements of the continents. For example, Antarctica was near the equator hundreds of millions of years ago. But that is irrelevant to the claims of reversal of the rotational poles. However, many of the disaster websites a bait-and-switch to fool people. They claim a relationship between the rotation and magnetic polarity of Earth, which does change regularly, with a magnetic reversal taking place about every 400,000 years on average. As far as we know, such a magnetic reversal doesn't cause any harm to life on Earth. Scientists believe a magnetic reversal is very unlikely to happen in the next few millennia. That's cool. So it would basically just goof up our compasses, basically. Yeah. If I and remember, just recalibrate. we'd have to get, like, a person who took a geology class or did a basic Google, which isn't me. I think, like, there's evidence in, like, really old rocks of, like, the way the iron particles are, like, aligned that pole Whoa. shifts have happened. I think I read that, and why would I make that up? If that's cool, or if that's real, that's super cool. I'm fascinated at what causes that pole shift, though. Yeah, I don't know, man. I have to read. That could be an episode if you want to dig into like science polarity. is cool, guys. If you read the right science, are you saying my my science isn't the right science? I'm saying the not your science, the science you are presenting <laughs> often is not. Well, what if we switched from science to religion? Oh, I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in 2017, Nibiru resurfaced this time with a Christian twist. A twist. Right. Now, for real, the end of the world would occur on April 23rd, 2017. Okay. A couple years later, we're back at it. Well, um, that's like what was reported, at least. The source was a misquote from David Mead, who I guess has wrote like 12 books about the end of the world oh, and Christian numerology this, and all that kind of stuff. Famous in this sphere. 
But he claimed that this was like fake news, and his actual prediction was that the rapture would occur sometime between May and December 2017. Oh, so. very. They got it super wrong. Right. So we have like an eight month window in 2017 where something's happening, right? <laughs> Pretty sure none of it happened. Um, but this kind of was my launching off point to more biblical things. So we're going to read um, some of the Bible now. Hit me with it. We're going to be in Revelation 12. Open up your Bibles. Great place to start. (laughs) (laughs) Out of Um, context, you drop into a random passage in Revelation. So this is what it says. And I mean, yeah, it's a good one, right? A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven. An enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment it was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule the nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. Oh. Alright then. I don't know if we've talked about Revelation. I feel like we have on some random episode. I think we touched it once before. But we'll hit that real fast. Yeah, you you want to jump in there? I would say the overwhelming consensus among biblical scholars, being people who study the Bible, you know, devote their life to studying the Bible, most people interpret Revelation as an allegory, and an allegory being a story or a narrative that is almost completely symbolic. Like, everything in it has some symbolic meaning um, that's beyond the face value of what's happening. Uh, Most people believe it is not strictly literal, and that it may not even, now this is a point of contention, but that it may not even be a prophecy predicting specific events, but that it may be a prophecy just, it's trying to tell you something, right? right? It's not necessarily saying this specific thing will happen, but it's painting you a picture of, you know, the state of the world and in the biblical worldview. Again, that's a point of contention among many Christian traditions. Many of them, I don't want to say, have a wrong opinion about what it is, because that's pretty presumptuous to say that. But they have a an opinion outside of what I just said of people in scholarship. So yeah, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. You're not a biblical scholar. We're not biblical scholars. But what we can tell you is it probably is not literally saying that a planet was going to run into the Earth in the year 2017. Right. So. You got ahead of me. Of course, you know, via a bunch of weird astrology and pyramids and stuff, apparently this passage somehow led to uh, the end of days occurring sometime between September 20th and 23rd, 2017. <laughs> um, and, you know, Nibiru, there were arguments, man. Was it the dragon? Was it the stars in the sky? Like, I found a whole... It was another one of just hours of this guy interpreting Revelation on YouTube. Oh, boy. It was wild, man. Revelation is a favorite of people to misinterpret because it has this wild symbolism and seems like it might be saying specific things and people can read through the code. Right. Um, Yeah. I'm sure people are familiar with that. That's probably what people know about Revelation is not what it's actually saying, but what people have heard. It's the Nostradamus. It's whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. uh, History Channel 3 a.m. shows I've brought up before. <laughs> it's, they're not 3 a.m. shows anymore, right. I regret to inform Fox you. Fox News, uh, oops, nope. Uh, so after the predictions failed to came true or come true, much like our cult leader from Parks and Rec we discussed on a previous episode, <laughs> uh, Mead revised his statement and said it was October 5th, 2017, which, giving yourself two weeks, that's like... That's bold. Right? That's bold. So he announced that on the 5th of October, um, Nibiru would eclipse the sun, and North Korea, China, and Russia would launch a combined nuclear attack on the U.S. Oh, that's what they've been waiting for, (laughs) is an eclipse. Right. So nobody can see what they're up to. Uh, Then the Earth would be devastated by a series of magnitude 9.8 earthquakes. I love it whenever they get weirdly specific. Yeah. Like, (laughs) no room for error in this. It will be 9.8. If a bunch of earthquakes happen that are 9.7, then they're prophecy was incorrect um earth's magnetic pole would shift by 30 degrees whatever the hell that means the united states would split in half and i assume that's literal like the continent would split in half i mean i'm just gonna say it depending on which half gets separated from which half i end on right (laughs) 
I might be okay with this. And I just assume it's literal split in half because the next statement is Barack Obama would be elected for president for an unconstitutional third term. Okay. Which, so this is Trump times, right? Yeah, this is happening in the in the Trump presidency, 2017. Oh, so they're claiming he would have been, over, Trump would have been disposed from power and Obama would be installed for an illegal third term. And apparently, uh, starting on October 15th, so it needed 10 days to warm up, we'd be in the great uh, seven-year tribulation. <laughs> Which is some more sketchy theology that we don't probably need to get into. The tribulation. That's, that's like you're left behind, basically, isn't it? I think that's what left behind's all about. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I never read maybe. them, Because, well, the plot of it, right, is that all the the believers get taken up. Vacuumed to heaven. Yeah, and then basically just all the people who are not believers get are left behind. Hence the name on Earth for... yeah. And that's where you get into all your, like, pre-millennial versus post-millennialism. Like, we don't need to get into that deep into the theology of questionable Christian denominations today. Yeah, that's a different podcast, probably. We should start that podcast. If, I feel like we would be the people that do that podcast, but... <laughs> we would be or we wouldn't be? We would be. Right. Our, our trifecta of podcasts. Uh, D&D lore podcast. Our, this one. And then our theology breakdown podcast we contain multitudes my dude uh very niche markets we're targeting so i have one one more i have like two more things to talk about but one more crazy thing to talk about. okay good <laughs> um the anunnaki the remember anunnaki. how we talked about them at the beginning yeah they're the aliens right Right. They, i wanted to talk to them about them a little more it's a great name it is a great name um and i think it comes from like uh sumerian like hmm. mythology so it's a real word okay um according to some to some very legit sources i found though the anunnaki also known as the nephilim from the bible oh nephilim yeah, nephilim yeah, yeah. how do we say that uh came to earth to obtain minerals they needed on their home planet of nibiru oh so their planet was four times the size of earth but they needed <laughs> didn't minerals. have four times the earth or the Earth's minerals. Right. It was like to fix their atmosphere too, which made no sense, but whatever, man. We grind up the rocks super small <laughs> and we spray them in the air. Um, so yeah, the, how do you say it? Nephilim? Nephilim, I think Nephilim. is how people say it. Um, they're yeah. like in the book of Enoch, which is another interesting conspiracy theory rabbit hole we could go down at some point. It's like not a biblical... It was not included in the main canon of the Bible. Yeah, correct. there you go. It's an extra biblical text. And I think they're like supposed to be like giants, right? I think so. They might appear. There's, they in, mention them in like. I think the it's in Genesis. Yeah. yeah, they they pop up a little bit. Yeah, that's so, a rabbit hole. Yeah. Right. What we need to know is they live on Nibiru. They're coming to Earth to get our minerals. <laughs> not my minerals. <laughs> um. There's some pyramid nonsense, which we don't need to get into, because who cares? It's pyramids. They're conspiratorial. Ancient people never could have built them, right? Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Then they go on to claim that the humans were created with the Anunnaki or Nephilim uh, bred with earth creatures, so they could create workers for the mines. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, they bred with whatever was here that they might have seeded earlier. I don't know. <laughs> that gets... We're crossing streams right? here. Were we seeded or were we... Selectively right. bred. Uh, this is a quote. How do you get that job? That's the hopefully you're the guy that's got to go have sex with a chimpanzee because we got to <laughs> make the mineral slaves. We can't make the chimpanzees do the minerals. We do something different. <laughs> They're too fuzzy and cute. So I don't know if this was a job though, based on this quote, because mm. the alien leaders did not like this interbreeding and chose not to warn humankind about the impending doom on Nibiru in 13,000 BC that would eventually cause the Great Flood on Earth. Oh, so somehow Nibiru being nearby caused the Great Flood. Yeah. However, one of the Anunnaki takes it upon himself to inform Noah of the impending doom so that he can help avoid the race's extinction. From there, the Anunnaki promised to return in time, but leave humans alone to rule the planet. Ah, big ancient aliens vibes. Right. Mm. Um, That's a fascinating subsection of really conspiracy is. theories. Super interesting. Yeah, and so, like, you kind of surmised. I can't really say you figured it out, because that means there's too much logic involved. But yeah, <laughs> the approach of Nibiru caused the flood in the Bible and a bunch of other ancient mythology, apparently. 
but somehow somebody from Nibiru got to Earth first to, to warn, warn everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have methods by which to travel to Earth. Um, this site also claimed that uh, the approach of Nibiru in 2012 caused like tsunamis. I guess there were probably some tsunamis that year. I don't remember. <laughs> and somehow the was gravi- that was that the year that Japan had a big tsunami? It might have been because that know. was they had um, the reactor problems, right? Or yeah, that was, was separate. When was that? That might have been more recently. I don't remember. I don't know. History's hard. Look yeah. it up. Time is not real anymore in the era of coronavirus. That's why um, we have books and encyclopedias, so I don't have to remember dates. Also, the gravitational forces between the sun and Nibiru caused solar flares as Nibiru was pulling the core of the sun outwards. Whoa. That's I like, don't, the like sun's Scorpion's big, finisher. Right? Finish him, and he just like, that's rips like, the heart out of the sun. I didn't look this up, but the sun's like a lot bigger than the earth, right? Like, hugely bigger. Like, more than yeah. four times bigger? Way, 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 way bigger. So if Nibiru is only four times bigger than earth, I don't know how it has the gravitational force to pull the right. core of the sun outward. Right, it would not have the mass to, yeah, affect the sun in any meaningful way. So yeah, um, that kind of ends the stupid part of this episode. Rats! If you have any questions before you just... I pulled some more NASA fun facts debunking all this because I thought it was... Oh, love it. I love NASA. Love fun facts. So they're launching that new telescope. Yeah, it's out there. It's uh, unfolding. Did they launch? Yeah, it launched on Christmas Day. Well, so I heard this on the radio. So this is the James Webb Space Telescope, I believe. Yeah, they've been working on it since like the 80s or something crazy. So they launched it, but the problem... Not the problem. I mean, it was a problem, but we knew it was a problem. It was too big to fit on a rocket. So it had to like be all folded yeah, it's up. folded up very specific. So now it's out in space doing its thing, but that's like unfold, and there's no way to like communicate with it or like tell it what to do. So they're just hoping they're oh everything works. Wow! So the programming that they had, yeah. Wow! I know they have. There's like two complete units of it. So they sent one to space, mm-hmm. and they have another ground unit. I think so they can you know problem solve, troubleshoot. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I heard That's super cool. Look into that if you like space. If you like real space. Yeah. It's the not what it's the not predecessor. What would you call that? The follow up to the Hubble telescope. So as long as everything goes well and it gets into service properly, it's gonna be providing pictures for like the next however many years. And they'll be wild. Like just how much better the tech is now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, a lot of people who believe in Planet X think nasa is like covering it up of course and various polls have suggested that people perceive nasa as like some huge government agency that has a budget on uh the same scale as the department of defense which it does not yeah its budget amounts to about half a percent of the u.s government's budget so yeah criminally historically underfunded nasa (laughs) how much does defense take up again 700 billion or something probably i don't know what percent of the total i don't know budget it is i think it's like medicare medicaid although social security oh it's like by far the largest expenditure i i think but um another accusation that's made constantly is like the u.s government built a telescope on the south pole to uh track nibiru's like hmm trajectory or whatever they needed a special telescope on the south pole. and you know they're just hiding it or whatever um, so first of all, this telescope was not funded by NASA. Nothing okay. to do with the U.S. government. Um, it's a radio telescope, so it can't <laughs> even take optical images. <laughs> um. Which radio telescopes are for stars usually, right? Because stars give off. Yeah. Electromagnetic. And just with the way that, like, I don't know, moving in three dimensions works, there's no way that an object could only be seen from the South Pole. Hmm. So well yeah because you think about that on the surface of the earth if the south if you assume that the earth you're at perfectly at the south pole of a rotating sphere you would technically like you would move in a very small circle you'd basically be rotating 360 degrees but you wouldn't really be moving far enough to obscure your vision Mm -hmm. but if you're anywhere else along the surface you'd be rotating so you would get you'd be able to see basically anywhere right because you'd be moving so I feel like building it there wouldn't be best unless you don't want to move. This was my favorite one. Um, Another conspiracy claimed regards a patch of missing data in Google Sky. Huh. 
So What's it was. Google Sky? It's like Google Maps, but for the stars. It's a pretty oh, cool app. That's cool. You can like point at the stars. It'll tell you like what you're looking at and that's stuff. Super neat. Yeah, it's neat. Uh, so there's some missing data near the constellation Orion, which has often been cited as evidence that Nibiru has been redacted. However, the same region of sky can still be viewed by thousands of amateur astronomers. <laughs> you can't redact the sky. <laughs> a scientist at Google said the missing data is due to a glitch in the stitching software. Okay, then. So, yeah. Um, I don't think there's a big cover-up. I don't think a planet's going to kill us all. Well, here's my thing. If it was redacted and you wanted to cover it up, you would put something fake there. You wouldn't <laughs> leave it empty so that some Yahoo with using Google Stars could... Google Sky? Google Sky. Could just figure it out. That's what they want you to think. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a hell of a drug, Tom. Foreshadowing? I don't know if it's foreshadowing. I feel like that's literally every episode we ever talk about. I don't know if there's anyone smart in a field in this area. Isn't that one where... Dunning-Kruger... No, I think Dunning-Kruger is the one where the less you know... There's like... A period where you're super confident if you're stupid. Oh, I got confused with the other one where it's like, yeah, no. If you're an expert in one region, you just assume you're good at everything. Yeah, which I can't remember what. Which is usually what my episodes are about, but this one was just a bunch of stupid people. Yeah, so the Dunning Kruger effect is fascinating. You should look that up. But it's commonly cited in the age of misinformation, where people who don't really have any knowledge know just enough to think that they're brilliant, but they don't know enough to know that they're not. A.K.A. like any political conversation at the Christmas or Thanksgiving table with your family. (laughs) Right. So smart people know enough to know that they don't know what they're talking about. Dumb people do not know that. It's basically what the Dunning-Kruger effect says. There you go. It's fascinating stuff. Look it up. Then there's that other one with the smart people where they think that they're since they're brilliant in one area they think that they're smart in all areas like ben carson being one of the greatest brain surgeons of all time and a poor pyramidologist (laughs) may he rest in peace (laughs) oh yeah he died i think he got he got the vid didn't he probably herman cain did i don't know oh maybe that's who i'm thinking of maybe ben carson isn't dead yeah i don't know which i'm adding said oh yeah i just saw that yeah and desmond tutu i don't know but i just kind of assume if an older person died at this point. Yeah, I don't know. R.I.P. John. But that's what I got, man. Any questions? Anything else? Follow-ups? Thoughts? Just fascinating. We have a fun... I don't know. If, did we talk about this in the intro? We have a fun board game called The Search for Planet X, which is pretty fun. Yeah, it's... I mean, if you're... It's like Clue for... It's like Clue with a little bit more to it. The last time we played it, I just got more drunk during it, and I went all in, and it did not work out well. <laughs> so... It's really cool. I recommend looking for that game. It's it's a deductive reasoning game like Clue is. So you're basically you're figuring out where a new missing planet is by process of elimination by figuring out where other things are. Um, a new strategy is going to be just to wait for it to crash into Earth. <laughs> there you go. You'll be the doomsday prophet. <laughs> we should add create homebrew a new role for that game called the doomsday prophet. I should make a Doomsday Prophet D&D character. You should. Dude, that's actually a great idea for Planet X, though. Like, what if you created, like, another role for a person to play where they distribute misinformation about where things are? That'd be fun. That would be fun. Wow. Great ideas being birthed here. Right. We the sheeple. We don't talk about great ideas, but boy, do we come up with them. But it sounds like that's all we have for this week. That's all I have. So, with just a few announcements before we go, as always, like, subscribe, tell your friends, rate us. Apparently, Spotify now has a rating system. I gave us five stars. Can we see, like, how many ratings there are? I think Devin said you have to wait until there's, You have to have, like, a critical mass, yeah, of ratings. And also, you can't rate it unless you've listened to a couple of episodes. I did figure that out the hard way, because I don't use Spotify, but when I heard that there was a rating system, I created a Spotify just to be able to look, see what our rating was. No, I have Google... Well, it used to be called Google Play Music, and now it's YouTube Music. You're a psychopath. Well, because, Tom... Hear me out. Hear me out. I subscribed to YouTube Premium or YouTube Red, whatever they call it now, where you don't have ads on YouTube because I watched a lot and continue to watch a lot of content on YouTube. So it was worth it for me. And you also got Google Play Music as a combo pack. And now I'm grandfathered in 
So I continue to pay the same price for Google Play Music and get YouTube Premium. So hmm. I can't jump ship now. Also, I don't mind the YouTube Music. Okay, yeah, announcements. Okay. Oh, announcements. Sorry. Sidetrack. Um, yeah, so like, subscribe, tell your friends. Seriously, I feel like uh, word of mouth is the best way often that podcasts get spread around. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get blessed with the algorithm, but I feel like you have to have a critical mass for that to happen. So... So tell people. Tell people. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. And force them to listen to (laughs) We the Sheeple. Um, We have various social media accounts. We have a Twitter. Yeah. We the Sheeple Pod. I made a TikTok yesterday. I think it's also We the Sheeple Pod. We have posted nothing. Are we going to post things? I only used it so I did not ruin... Yeah. I think long term we will make clip. What I would like to do. You do the clip idea? Yeah, is make clips and distribute them because I have found. I I have had other podcasts that have been given to me by the TikTok algorithm. All right. So I think we should do that long term. We might get some fun hate mail too. Like hate comments. I would love it. I would love it if we got hate comments or people stitching with our videos. We could read them online. That would be amazing. That would make my life. We could have a mailbag segment. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, if you want to send us an email, we have a Gmail account. Uh, look in the podcast description because I'm always afraid to say the wrong Gmail account. Um, yeah, just send us an email if you want to just say hi, you have any comments, suggestions, um, on things we could do better. Cornbread recipes. Cornbread recipes, suggestions on things we did wrong or corrections that we need to issue. Yeah, I don't care about that. Um, yeah. Or suggestions for future episodes. That would always be helpful. Um, I think, is that it? That's all I got, man. All right. Well, then until next time, wake up, sheeple. Wake up. Wake up, boy. (laughs) 